Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Everyone, this is Ringside Rain, and you're listening to Can Crushers Podcast. And now, here is your host, Mark, the Mark Martinez. Hello. That was, man, it's not late for you guys, but it's late for us. Not really late. It's a normal time. It's just like 20 minutes behind because technology. Techno- you just gotta love technology. It I, is what it is. I, I it's not understand. being. It's it's not the wave of the future tonight. That's for sure. It really isn't. I have no idea what's going on this side or the other. So welcome to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mark Martinez. That's the co-host, Sir Michael Jenks. Sir, what's going on? Not Sir? in the wrestling world. Oh my God! Uh, outside of the wrestling world. You know, I had a work function before that, so I'm a pretty good. I've got a pretty good head start on you right now. You got uh, rosy red cheeks. I do Santa have rosy red cheeks. I'm flush for some, for apparently some reason. Uh, apparently, three beers will do that to me now. I've been in quarantine for this long, but what what work function? Now, work function meaning like Zoom call or something where you guys are just getting drunk, or were you physically at? the rusty nail or <laughs> we were physically at uh one of our public houses up here uh tap houses getting having a nice buzz on because one of our team members is actually leaving the team next week uh the guy i work directly with so i'm by myself starting next thursday on my team so yeah yeehaw so i got a lot of work ahead of me but we were saying goodbye to him as he transitions on to our new role so that's kind of where i've been at for the past since about 3 30 so wow three three hours of just pounding good for you, you. Know, it, it, i only had three beers i was good during this i was trying to be professional a little bit but professionalism on can crushers <laughs> that's why i did it beforehand now we're on can crushers there's no professionalism here no, no professional oh oh you're being professional at your job okay I I have to be, yeah yeah i have yes, to be yes. professional at the job you know i got to keep it keep it low-key not getting too crazy or anything like that but yeah, so that's been what's going on. Outside of that, man, this week has flown by, but it has been super busy because I've been working a lot of late nights this week. Um, I was supposed to go in you for an interview on Wednesday, but could not because I was working late. And it was just, it's been one thing after the other. So I'm kind of glad it's the weekend. And now it's I can find a weekend. Relax. It's a freaking weekend. I can put everything aside. I'm done. Uh, and I'm just going to relax this weekend. So hopefully no drama this weekend. You you meeting up with your wife yeah. and kids? 
I don't know if we want to go that far, but uh, definitely meeting up with the girlfriend this weekend. I don't know. Well, if plans stay like they are, my sister's coming to pick up her dog tomorrow after going to ten, come back from Tennessee. And then we're supposed to all go with the girlfriend to Southern Tier for Pumpkin Fest. Uh, nice. That's on the docket for tomorrow, but we'll see if that happens. A lot of things have been going down today. Girlfriend's hurt her knee and all that now, so I don't know if she can walk. So Southern Tier's on a hill, so I'd have to carry her at this point. So we're going to see. <sighs> Whatever. If anything, I'm getting drunk at home tomorrow night. I love you. And not meeting her yet. I, I love your girlfriend. You two are a match made in heaven. Because I'm hoping it, it's can happen, it happens to fucking, you. If it's a fucking left knee, I'm going to lose my shit. And I'm like, I didn't ask her what knee. I'm like, but she goes, I'm like, how did you hurt your knee? And she goes, well, it went out from under me in the office. She was in the office today, walking down the hall. She has a pair of flip-flop sandal, professional sandals that have, like, sequins on them, but they're very slippery. She slipped out of it, wrenched her knee in that, so she had to wrap that up, and she's been hobbling for the remainder of the day. I said, dude, you got to ice it, elevate it, do whatever you can to at least feel better, because I don't want her to be in the same predicament I did. Right. But, so, yeah, we're we're pretty much a match made in heaven at this point, just... Hopefully she, I'm hoping for the other leg so that we can hobble together and kind of balance each other out. So right. we'll see what happens. Two, yeah. Uh, like if you're walking together, like down the street, it would be your two outside legs. Exactly. We could, we could just stick the two injured legs together and then it'd be like a three person or three leg, three legged race type thing walking down the sidewalk. So we'll see. Uh, but God bless her. Hopefully she's feeling better. Uh, we tried to connect really quick before this. And her phone was going chaotic, so hopefully she's feeling better. I'll have to touch base with her after the podcast. But also, my dog's trying to break out the window in the front room, so this is going to be entertaining all night. Um, Good, Mark. I don't know. If, I don't know if your dogs do this or if anybody's dogs do this, but she will dig at the glass if she sees like a bunny or something outside the window. Max, and she just yeah. So this is a common occurrence, and my sister's dog just looks at her like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" But so yeah, that's been my fun chaotic week this week. So yay. To, to piggyback that, if the wind blows the wrong way, Max is like, "Who's here?" Like he's yeah. he's gonna be two next month, so he's still in all that. A train could come through the house, and unless you have a treat or you're giving him pizza or pets, Mickey doesn't care. Mickey, yeah. Mickey's gonna be ten in January. He could give two Fs. What's going on in life? That's it. Lexi's the same way. She's 11, and she has literally just, there's times where Bailey will take off. She's like, are, you, are we doing this again? So she'll get up slowly, wander out, see what the hell's going on, come back, and just lay back down and be done with it. Because she's like, I feel responsible for this little child running through the house trying to barrel roll things. So, But, yeah, yeah, that's been my fun this week. How about you? What's new with you? Uh. Besides, we're not giving it away yet. We'll give subtle hints throughout, and then uh, as we go to, just to give you a spoiler, as we go to segment three, the teaser will be who's on the show. And let me tell you, Jenks, you could say real quick, uh, for Wednesday is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, 
Wednesday, uh, this September has been action packed with interviews. Uh, yeah. they've been really cool. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback from everybody from all over. So that's cool. So this one is like the cherry on top to end the month. So it's pretty cool. It's really yeah. cool. It's, I'm excited. It's pretty, like I got I emotional. Mean, as you should be. I mean, this is a, it's been like a domino effect of sorts, just watching all of these interviews fall into place and kind of build out to be a perfect month. So I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah. Really excited for the interview. Uh, so that, I, I really, I prepped for that one. It's pretty cool. I, I did a lot of fun stuff. I took the week and did nothing extra. I did wrestling. I did video games. My grass is 17 feet high because it's been raining down here in Ridgeway. And I don't effing care because it's getting cut one more time because I have a rule. October, I stop cutting grass. It's going to die at some point. Right. So I will cut it one more time, have it be – it's definitely not this weekend. Sometime mid-next week probably. Yeah. Um. So that was my week week uh, of working video games. Am I proud? As a 45-year-old man that should be doing other random things in life, no. But as Mark, I had the time of my life. I made it through our baseball season. Congratulations to you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young, leading strikeouts at ERA. I mean, what can I say? I got a cannon. That's yeah. just pinpoint accurate and uh, – Let's take it. What was it? Twenty six and zero. I think was the final. 0. Yeah, didn't we get that had, thirty wins though. A little disappointed in that. We had others at twenty as well, but everybody. I mean, like our relievers are rough. So our friends, um, you have to pick up the the relievers got every loss, and we only got eighteen losses on the year. Our relievers <laughs> got all the losses. So when the starters left the game, they were never behind. Hmm. Rough Mm-mm. bullpen. Yeah, we gotta we gotta retool that bullpen. I think a little bit in the off season here. I agree. Well, we're we're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. Playoffs. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. There you um. Go. Tomorrow, you know though, what? as you're listening to this, fuck it. We record Fridays. You guys now know that. Um. I'm gonna as you guys are listening to this. I'm gonna be uh, singing "Sweet Caroline." Sweet Caroline. Let's go, Pitt. It's Pitt now, against Rhode Island. Good I was going to say it's Rhode Island. Yeah, the hell of a game for next weekend or this weekend. Yeah. Now is that a that's a twelve o'clock game, right? Only available on the ACC network. They only came out with I don't even know. I know they came out with the spread today because I was just sliding through it, but the spread for this game was nowhere to be found until today. I'm going to go look up the Rhode Island lost to Del- no no disrespect to Delaware. They lost to Delaware by 21. So uh what, what what's our spread here? I'm trying to look up the spread right now. What's Vegas putting this game at? Do you remember what it was? No. I said I just sit by it. And I'm being a good human being tonight as well. I'm using my circle water bottle. I'm drinking uh espresso caramel coffee out of it. You are being good. Now, I got to ask you about that because I want to know a little bit more about that bottle. The spread right now is giving Rhode Island 34 and a half points on this one. So in case, in case you wanted so to bet on that, it, it could be, t- it could be a tight matchup is what you're saying. It could be. And the total score is under 
55 and a half. Wow. From what I'm reading on action doc, action network.com, but if I'm reading that right. So yeah, so a lot of, a lot of heavy action going on in that game. Uh, but, uh, so you got the fancy circuit bottle. I do. That you're using now. I saw how it, so it's mixing. How does this work? So I see you just have water in it. Does it mix up through the spout or what's going on here? You have a water bottle. You guys can't yeah. see this, but I'm showing you. No, you have a water bottle. You take off this little guy, the topper that you drink okay. out of. That's yeah. where the flavor bursts and stuff are in. That makes sense. Okay. And on that as well, this is not a sponsor. They're not sponsoring us, but maybe they will in time. Um, the same thing that you twist it on with, there's another twister on the top. If you want like heavy to make it like massive coffee, we uh, have other ones, watermelon, peach, da, 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 da. go to circle.com or whatever the hell it is. We found this on TikTok, by the way. Um, you can, you can change how you want your flow to be, I guess. Um, the coffee one I drink real high. Yeah. Cause I like that it. makes sense. That's but fair. Some of the other ones, like the, the watermelon, Ethan can drink it on high. It's watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of intensity on that one. Yeah. So that makes sense. The yeah, cherry vanilla, enough. cherry vanilla is really good too. Ooh, I'm a sucker for cherry vanilla thing, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's my favorite. You can't hit, you can't miss with cherry vanilla or no. any of that. Now, was I guys? I know you never thought we were going to talk about water bottles or <laughs> water dispensing devices on this podcast, but gotta ask, what was it like fifty bucks for it, or was it cheaper than that? It was. If you just buy like the sample one, um, I bought one first. Before yeah. everybody else in the family wanted one. I just bought the sample where they, I, I believe they send you like a lemonade, a grape, and something just to see. Mm-hmm. It might have been twenty nine ninety nine because there was a promotion. Uh-huh. We've legit had these for a while. Um, my next order was astronomical. I don't even <laughs> want to tell you. We bought two more bottles, two more wraps, a plethora of flavors. It's almost like when we go to Dairy Queen at the end of the year and we're buying yeah. fucking pallets of Dilly Bars. That's what that was. By the way, 13 minutes in, that's not bad for the first half. And not even wrestling. Yeah, no, that was very impressive. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's uh, we spent a lot the second time around. But the downfall is it's time to order again. Yeah. Right around the time you got to get those final Billy bars for the year that are only going to last till the end of October. It actually, our DQ uh, (laughs) closes tomorrow, Saturday. It doesn't even close at the end of the month. No. Staffing. Oh my god, man, staffing. Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah. So. Jesus. Right. Well, you better, did you make your order yet? Did you go get all this stuff? Oh, okay. No, we didn't make it yet. We're picking it up. Well, we have somebody picking it up because we're leaving bright and early today, tomorrow, right? Um, for the game, but we That's have fair. we have people picking it up. Of course, God. <laughs> Freezer full of dilly bars, so the dogs <laughs> can make it through the winter. <laughs> Or early November, one of the two. Right. Let's see where it gets to. Whatever. By Thanksgiving, Whatever. they're gone usually. Yeah. All right. We are a wrestling podcast, and we'll get there when we get. No, we're going there right now. We'll get there when we get there. Um, a lot going on. We'll, we got some hot takes we want to talk about, and you're gonna be like, "Whoa, we, there's something really big happening." We're gonna save the one that is massive, um, and we're gonna kind of do them by organizations today so if you're listening for us to talk about bray that's gonna be third segment for a reason because normally smackdown's on when we're in the third segment yeah dynamite we have a lot to talk about 
so this one is just kind of a mixture of, did you see anything? And I am going to wave the flag and tell everybody, wow, was so much fun. Women yeah. of wrestling. It was so much fun. I'm glad they're back. Mark Madden. I, I don't know if you guys like him, hate him or whatever. Sometimes I agree with him with what he's saying about the Steelers right now. Always what he says about the Pirates. But he was there. AJ was on commentary the whole night, which she's really good. She's really good. Um, They're bringing a tag team tournament, uh, a title into that. I think we have already seen the winners in the first round matchup of the Tonga Twins. They're awesome. Shout out to my girl, Ray Lynn Chantilly. Chantilly Cella. I not a big name of that, a fan of that name. Yeah. But you know, that's her, that's her thing. Uh, oh, this first episode was really them building people again because it's been off for a while. Uh, reintroducing like Candy Crush and, and BK Rhyme, which BK Rhythm, I mean, really cool. So make sure you check that out. And the Beast is there kicking ass, taking names, having her championship. Guys, it's an hour long and it's just boom, 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 boom. It's, it's, it's really fun. Make sure you check it out on your. CW, again, mine's on like 5 o'clock on Sundays. Who the hell knows when yours is on? Just go to CW and scroll through it. Watch it. Support these women. It's fun. It's it's a fun show, and you can see so many different... Like, Raylan's been in the business forever and a day, and I'm not saying she's old because she's younger than me, but you can see... The youngsters, and then you can see that you can just see everything. So it's a legit, and I hate to say it like this, but it's a legit wrestling show. Just like on NXT, the WWE, you can see the rookies, and you can see the veterans. It's just not Glow. Let me say it like that. Like, remember, well, I don't know yeah. if you remember Glow, but. I remember Glow, yeah. Yeah, where it's just TNA, this, that, and the other thing. It's real women's wrestling matches. It's fun. Watch it, support it. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I was trying to find it this past weekend, and if it's the time slot, because I just started looking it up on here, I could not find it. I was checking in, like, different parts of the day, just on Saturday and Sunday, just trying to see if I can come across it. It wasn't coming up. If it's the market, I think my television's coming out of for CW. It's not until 12 a.m., so that's a little disheartening. Uh, yeah, a little bit disheartening with a, a midnight time frame, but maybe I can catch a repeat or something. Yeah. Earlier in the day, or something like that, or early hours, early morning hours. I'm up by five anyway, so maybe I can catch something at that point. So, but yeah, I was really interested to see how it turned out and how everything went. But talking to you, it sounds like it was fantastic, and they're off to a good start here. Yeah, they they are. They're rolling back into it, and it's going to be fun to watch. I love. It's a complete. It's a series. You know how wrestling is a, a soap opera. It spans years and years and years. They kind of make this each year a series like something's going to happen and then you're going to get the culmination or the the climax at the end and then next year something so it's cool it's fine at least they did the prior years before i can't wait yeah um jenks i did i did take a minute this week to watch fast forward through nxt um you brought it to me that Solo, prior to recording or whatever, had to give up the NXT, and he, he showed up 
with Roman and everything. They're working that in there. Uh, yeah. So I'm giving it a shot. Full-fledged watching it, not there yet because I don't know what's going on. I can catch up quickly. Are we going right. to cover it? We'll get around to it because I think there's going to be a lot going on. That's for sure. I think now you're going to see a lot more tie into the main roster, even though Trips is really considering it now the developmental brand. There's a lot of tie into the main roster just from the bloodline aspect of it too. We've seen toxic attraction pull up. So I don't think it's going to be mainly the developmental brand. I think there's going to be a lot of bleed over between the two products. And we're going to see a lot of that finally getting more recognition as it builds its brand back up as the gold and white brand, if it is what it is now. So, And do we have to, I'll ask you this, do we have to say it's because of Solo and the Bloodline? I think that helps tremendously because I think, well, I think it's pretty, I think for every wrestling fan that was looking at it, a lot of, in a lot of people back of their mind, it was, when are they going to call Solo up for the bloodline or when are they going to tie it back to the bloodline? Because there was a purposely during the old regime, it was very big line that said, this is NXT. You're here. This is main roster. You're here. No one bled into the other unless they were being called up. Now that we're seeing this, we're finally getting the ties, which I think needed to happen. I agree. You can have people in the developmental, but have those strong ties to those on the main roster in that. It needed to happen. And I think the bloodline was the perfect first case for that because it, you have strong leaders, strong tag team. Heyman is just a perfect tie into that and a perfect way to bring them back up. I guess a hundred percent. Um, I forgot that Apollo Cruz is down there. Yeah, he came down, I think, a few months ago, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. And, and last thing I want to say about this, man is Braun Breaker, both his dad and Scott, his uncle, because he was on commentary this week, and he's his uncle talking. Like, he is going to have Steinerisms as well. That, yeah. It's not a disrespect. Maybe that's not his strong point. His strong point is being a muscle man and is ripping shit up, and I understand all that. But, oh, it's fun to listen to him because he says what he wants to, and you're like, what? What? What, what? did you do? What? <laughs> did that get approved? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I read and seen Table for Three with Rick and Scott Steiner and Braun Breaker was coming out this week. So I'm going to be very interested to look that up on the WWE Network and see what kind of mass chaos that's going to be with Scott Steiner just running amok in it. I know it's heavily produced. I know the seg- I know that it is. But- so it's this, but listen how we talk sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of Scott Steiner just going absolutely apeshit and crazy in that. So I kind of I want to see what that turns out to be and how that is. We'll keep in contact because I'm sure if we both watch it this week, we'll have to at least give our P's and Q's on. Uh, I think we have to because it, 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 it's that, it's worth mentioning. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Nikita Knight. Oh, wait, let me say this the right way. Thea Hall, uh, part of Chase U. <laughs> I, I really liked her, her shtick. Uh, Chase U is fun, by the way. If you have not watched NXT since Chase U has come out, I, I love it. And this is a perfect – for Nikita, or I'm not going to say her real name, but like 
this is a perfect thing. Like, she just graduated high school. She was a cheerleader. This makes perfect sense. I always liked her in-ring work when I saw her in and around Pittsburgh as well. So uh, I'm glad they're building her up like that. It's fantastic to see everybody grow in that. And this is going to be a unique opportunity for her, to say the least. So She's 18, dude. I know. Do you, if we got this opportunity when we were 18, would you – there's no way we could have, but – We're not – she's mentally and everything prepared. Were we mentally prepared she's talented. for tying our First shoes? First of all, she's talented. Right. Well, let's be honest. She's talented. Right. Uh, second of all, facts, we're not – we, we couldn't tie her shoes to save our lives. I mean, I can barely walk without injuring myself half the time now. But Velcro sneakers were still in <laughs> when we were 18. <laughs> you, you know those? what? Those are sounding really good. You know what's sad is I got into a, a real slip-on sneaker uh, phase here for the past couple years where make my life 100 times easier. But Hey, dudes. Sponsor us. Hey, dudes. Yeah, hey I would dudes. believe in hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. Adidas, you got some nice ones out there, too. Get those hooked up for us. But... Yeah, man, she's she's got the talent. So can she make it work? I think so. So it'll be interesting, especially with Case U. That's an interesting pairing that I like to see. So I like them. See how that develops. Um, so we rambled enough. You you have anything before we dive into? We're clearly going to AEW first, guys. We we are. Oh my god, I didn't even pick up on that. But anyways, uh, nothing. The wrestling world has been kind of quiet this week outside of the shows. Yeah. And outside of the big thing that the theories that are running amok now with. And we'll get to why We'll get to them, but with Wyatt and all that, we'll get to that point. But outside of that, well, actually, you know what? I just saw this today, so let me bring this up to you. We've heard multiple weeks Bobby Fish talking trash to CM Punk. There's a new report that just came out today that says Bobby Fish was trying really hard to get Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to quit AEW to presumably go back to NXT. Um, probably not much to be said on that. I think that was the long shot of long shots for the most, at least for Adam for Cole. Yeah. For Adam Cole, yes. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he could have sold him on it, but Kyle going undergoing surgery right now and doing all that thing. So I thought that was an interesting... I found it interesting the past month, Bobby Fish has been very relevant, more than he has been in about three years. Yeah, since, since, since um, Undisputed, Undisputed Era. Era was big. Yeah, big, big. So, very interesting that he's doing a lot of talking and a lot of things. I have not listened to his podcast yet uh, to see if that's any good, but that was an interesting story to come out bold strategy trying to get Adam Cole because I feel like Adam Cole is entrenched and he's not leaving anytime soon on that. Uh, I agree. He could be... People always in my neck of the woods or whatever in in that whole thing, they compare Adam Cole to HBK. Now that HBK is running NXT, you know, I don't think if Cole would ever go back, he sniffs NXT again. Bailey agrees. Bailey agrees. I don't he th- I, I I don't know how he can sniff NXT again. He'd have to instantly go right to the the main roster and be that I'm not saying the sexy boy or anything like that, but be Adam Cole pseudo Shawn Michaels on that roster. He's Adam Cole challenging for the world title at right. that point when he get if he ever comes back. So I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Um 
Yeah, there's no way Adam Cole goes back to NXT. I don't even think Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish could end up back in NXT. They are a tag team talent that a tag team division desperately needs up there. So I think they end up there. Um, but yeah, so that was big news. And then the other one I just saw, because I did a quick Twitter scroll, DX Reunion, 25th anniversary is uh, October 10th in Brooklyn. So Monday Night Raw emanating. Is Billy Gunn going to be there? They've done working relationships in the past. Right. So they could make this work. Um, this trip to shit get on daddy ass up there. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I know it would happen. But yeah, I think there's, I think they can get Billy Gunn there. AEW, I mean, Jericho appeared on Austin's podcast. Right. Wasn't on the main product, but I think daddy ass could show up in Brooklyn for that 25th anniversary. And you know they're chanting daddy ass. Oh, they're definitely chanting daddy ass and scissoring each other in the audience. Right. By the way, I was thinking about this uh, today, how we would have gotten suspended if scissor me daddy ass was a thing back when I was younger. That's all I'm saying. Running around the halls, yelling at my friends, scissor me daddy ass. It's probably the new equivalent to suck it with DX right now. Um, not saying it's legendary right now, but implications apply at one point in our school we weren't allowed wearing simpson stuff mm. really yeah it was funny in my grade school because we were only allowed to dress in uniform so we only wore maroon polo white polo and like pants i'm glad you wore pants but i know right but seeing a bunch of these uniformed kids running around yelling suck it and then flipping each other off was pretty hilarious in that there was one point we had a whole wrestling league that we were trying to get off the ground as eight year olds. Um, I was my Kishi, unfortunately, because <laughs> I had a big ass. But you know, my friend was Dan Mania. We had Mr. Nick Mentz. We had a whole litany of people. Uh, Dan Mania won the title in a screw job in the middle of a, a school function event in a park. It was fantastic. Long story. We can get into that another date, but yeah, we had a whole plethora of characters. Nice. Uh, I was always glasses, either a goatee or a beard or just a round, fat face. Uh, in, in my, again, click or horseman stable, I, I've always been Arn Anderson. Just, I mean, that makes sense. Polos, khakis, stuff. Yeah, I've always been. Spinebuster uh, and assholes. It, yeah. it, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Now, did you did you pull a Glock out at any point? And just... I, I did not. <laughs> that would definitely have got me suspended. That definitely, we wouldn't be here right now, probably. Probably. That's straight fact. Uh, guys, you saw that I posted. I don't know what day. That the phone number. The phone number is always available. Uh, I put that just as a reminder that if you guys want to make a hot take, that we'll chime on it. That's cool. It's always open for ask can crushers, which I I would think. Maybe two weeks now because well, when yeah, the hell is I don't know. We'll just say two weeks. We'll <laughs> roll with that. It could change. Um, but that number is always open. It's always the message is on. I, I had some people like I didn't. I didn't know you were going to do it this. It wasn't Ask Can Crushers this week. It it wasn't. Yeah. I'm just saying it's always open. Eight one four two nine nine six six eight seven. Three minutes. Leave a message. Leave a hot take. Get them on there. 
and then uh, we'll play them, we'll react, we'll make fun of you, we'll agree with you, we'll mock you, whatever. But it's always open. Just It, it wasn't your only shot. So just call. Call, 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 call. We would only mock you if you called five times and said the same thing. Right. Just and say, say, don't play that one. Yeah, don't play that one. Which one is that one? Yeah. One, Can you narrow that four? down? Yeah. <laughs> Can we play five? <laughs> All right, let's take care of this. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, that's where you'll find us on social medias. Cancrusher69 at gmail.com if you want to send a question the old way or reach out if you want to be on the show, if you're talent, uh, owner, promotions, referee, announcer, sweep in the ring, whatever. If you have a story you want to come on and be spotlighted for our Wednesday episode, reach out there or DM us on any of our cool socials, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, da-da-da-da-da, wherever you're listening right now, that's where you're probably going to continue to listen. Please rate us, leave feedback, all that cool stuff. It helps with the upticks. We continue to grow, and I love that no matter what. This has really been a passion for five years. It continues to be a passion. My head clears, and it's fun. Um, reaching out to us on random posts and telling us you love us, that melts our heart. So that's awesome within itself. You know who I'm talking about. We love stuff like that. The interaction is amazing. Whatever we can do to help, this is our time to help ourselves. We hope it helps you. Uh, same thing we said like last couple of weeks. So, yeah. And don't forget, if you're in and around my neck of the woods, make sure you check out Inc. Excess and Dubois, Pennsylvania. Check them out on Facebook. Their website's there. Their number's there. My wife just got back mere hours ago of getting oh, yeah. her new tattoo. Uh, fuck. She got Uh-oh. a flower. It's the November okay. flower. Because she's... Would it, yes, and she got the November flower on her left um, wrist. Not a wrist area. What is this? Forearm. Forearm area. Is it a mum? No. Damn. I typed in November flower and that's what came up. So The birth flower. Okay. A mum. A mum's in a fucking pot. I don't hate mums. Uh, mine's in my ground, by the way. Mm. Why are you going to hate? Uh, oh. I didn't even know there was birth flowers, to be honest. So. <laughs> okay, mum just came back for that, too. Oh, Chris, Chrysanthemum? Yep. Um, yep, yeah, well, barely said it, but okay, yeah. So she got that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for not wanting to try to pronounce that word. That is a very difficult word. There's at least Brian 12 Danielson. characters in it. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, same thing. That was, that's where my head went back. I had trouble saying Ruben rules today at the function that I was at. Well, so we know that. I didn't have that many drinks, but Jesus. Caller and elbow. Anyways. Caller and elbow. Use our <laughs> promo code CANCRUSHERS, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. You'll save 10%. Check out all their cool stuff that Al Snow and Hooligans at Caller and Elbow are producing. All right, we're going to talk about wrestling. Here comes Al. We'll come back. AEW. Maybe we'll get jonesed up a little bit more. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. 
a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey, this is Malik Mayfield, the official cheer captain of professional wrestling, and you're listening to the Can Crushers podcast. Welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. Mark Martinez with Michael Jenks. All right, Jenks, it's time that we talk about AEW. And do we want to trickle back a little bit to Rampage from last Friday and then dive into Wednesday? Wednesday night is going to take a while because Wednesday night. I was going to say Wednesday night's the meat of this whole AEW thing, to be honest. I mean, we can trickle back a little bit if you want, but... And yes, we know, but we need something to tease for next week. I'm excited, and I know some of you have probably, you've watched it already, because this is only released on Saturday, but some of you might have read the spoilers and everything uh, of what happened. I'm really excited for Rampage as we record today to see some of the the matches. I, I really am. Eddie and Sammy is what I want out of all of this. That match is going to be phenomenal and hard-hitting. There's going to be the hatred that boiled over from last month that pushed this match to this week. There's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some straight fire there going on. So I'm really excited to see that one. But, man, uh, how about Hobbs and Starks and Lights Out match? That's going to be a fucking great match. That's, assuming- that's what they're dubbing the main event, I think. I think so too. And I'm assuming I'm going to go out on the limb right now and say it's going to be the main event way better than what happened at all out the six minute affair there. This one's going to be a little bit. In- this one's going to be very interesting, especially if they decide to split the series one and one. What's the blow off here? I'm going to be interested to see that kind of payoff from that, especially going lights out right off the bat. Yeah, so that means they have to step it up for the night. Where, where do you go from that? Yeah. Uh, I'm also intrigued about the House of Black against Sting and Darby. I think That'll this is good. where I think we get a huge push, like or something funny happens. Yeah, the Sting turn. He 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 got misted. Darby turn. Do we well, need three people in the House of Black? I know we have uh, Julia is there, but I'm just saying like three. Men in the House of Black to get that trios back onto them. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if it's to get the trios on, but I think Buddy and Brody need a leader. And I would love to see Sting in that position because I think that could be very manipulative and very a great new turn for the Sting character in its own right. Yeah. Only have to wrestle once in a while. Yep. Could be that leader. Yeah. So. Got some words from um, Malachi this week just saying, hey, I'm taking time off. We've also heard that he was contacted by WWE to come back. We knew that. We really did. He was a trips person in NXT. I I don't – either way, he's going to be happy. And that's 
what we should all worry about is him and him being happy. He's going to take some time off. I hope it's just not the 90 days and then head back over. And I hope he does give AEW maybe another chance and they could just say, hey, you're resting up and you're going to come back or something. I like him in AEW better. No disrespect. Well, I think he's had a lot more opportunity to be creative in AEW. A lot more creative freedom in AEW. Trips involved. I think he could get a decent level more in WWE. Um, so I'm excited to see where he goes to in either organization. But I would agree with you. I want to see him back in AEW because I want him to finish or at least carry on what he started with the House of Black. We joked, we mentioned, well, not joked, but we talked about just a couple minutes ago, maybe Sting takes over the House of Black. There's a new leader in it. What an interesting dynamic if Malachi comes back and says, I'm ready to retake my throne or retake my house and Sting won't relinquish it. Then you have a power dynamic there. The people he's recruited. There's a lot of built-in storyline there that I hope he can come back to AEW. But again, it could be similar to the Adam Cole scenario where, you know, your wife is in WWE, your heart's in WWE with her. You like the situation. Can he replicate it and do something in WWE the same way? It'll be interesting to see where Malachi is in three, six months, whatever that ends up being. Three, six, nine. Three, six, nine, eighteen. Hmm. Get low. <laughs> uh, I guess there's really, as I scroll through my notes, eh, we don't have to talk about Rampage. <laughs> next week, we'll talk about Rampage. Oh, next next week, we're going to have to. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, it's Dynamite time. Dynamite! And we were talking. Because Wednesday night was when I did my interview. Yep. Turned out a little vanilla. Ended up chariot all the end of it. So it was pretty cool. Like it's Sunday. Um, I got to watch two matches. And then I had to do the interview. And then I kind of wrapped back around. It was on as I was doing the interview. So I had to rewatch it anyway to hear the sounds and the guts and the glory and everything. So I knew. But it was okay watching it another time. You are pissed. Or you have something to say about the first three matches. First match, as we get there. Yeah. Um, Jericho against Claudio for the ROH Championship. I, first off, have to talk about Arthur Ashe Stadium. I love when the ring meets the ramp. Yep. It reminds me when I used to watch primetime wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Just it was always Madison Square Garden where they did it. Usually, you just walk out, boom, you're there. There's no, and I know essentially that's air quotes how Daniel Bryan got hurt. He fell through that. I don't know. There's something about that that makes it that they don't have to go down and then climb the steps and I, whatever. It, it's just me. I really love that. Second of all, I don't hate Carrie Carrie Silken. I love that he got beat up, though. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, that was a unexpected addition to that match that I didn't think was going to happen. I can agree with you about the ramp. I've always been a sucker for those ramps. The ramps touching the ring. It's perfect. I think with the D-Bride, that's a one-off scenario. You don't see that often. So, right. I mean, going off of that, it's just it was beautifully done. The match itself, I did not have a problem with. 
it's the finishes of the matches that I have problems with, but I'll get into it after we get to all three. But okay. this was a, I mean, this was a very good contest for what it was it between was. Jericho and Claudio. Um, I was hard hitting. I thought Jericho surprised me a couple times. I'm surprised Jericho won it, won the ROH title as his, as himself and not as sports entertainer, lion tamer or anything of that nature. Because he was I feel the wizard. He, he was the wizard. You're right. But I'm surprised the wizard won it. He used his magic foot to win it, but he won it anyways. I didn't know that I wanted this. Again, it's one of those things. I didn't know that I wanted this because Claudio was great as champion. Claudio could have continued to be champion. He may get it back in time, whatever, whatever. It's all about Ring of Honor. Yeah. I didn't think this. Jericho is going to shit on this so much. First off, by not having the Code of Honor at the beginning, and then eh, he kind of does. But at the end, he's just like, no. Nope. Nope. I'm walking away. Peace out. He is going to, like, somebody, I don't know who, I don't know who, is going to get pissed, and we're going to get a hell of a, this is going to be a couple weeks, couple weeks, couple months, of him just destroying the honor, as I put honor in air quotes, of Ring of Honor, and then one of the originals are going to get mad. I think I know who now that I'm talking myself into it, and we're going to have a hell of a match for that title, and one of the original, not, I, I mean, I don't know who the original Ring of Honor people are, but I mean, the ones that we think of, maybe an Adam Cole, maybe a Samoa Joe, maybe a Brian Danielson, wraps this back around to get maybe Joe has a title, Cole essentially has the Owen Hart tournament, never had a title. Brian Danielson has not had a title yet. Yeah. There's my spoiler. And that's part three of this whole saga. You know, that's a valid point because in my mind, it was, we saw the reluctancy Wednesday night of Daniel Garcia going out there and shaking his hand and congratulating him on the ramp. My mind went to Garcia is just going to have enough of them. And that would be the turning point, and they'd have Jericho Garcia for the Ring of Honor title, even though Garcia is the pure champion. Now that you say that, what a perfect element to throw into there. You put in Danielson versus Jericho 3, have it at full gear. They go have the blow-off. Garcia screws him over in that matchup to cost him the belt. Debry or Brian Danielson be a part of BCC then. Brian Danielson is now the Ring of Honor champion. You know, Garcia still has the pure title at that point. We start a whole thing with Jericho at, in that capacity. So now that you say that, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was just going to be Garcia right out the gate, but having it be Danielson, I would need Danielson to win, though. He's taken too many pay-per-view losses here right. in my mind, so he's got to win one. Because right. he hasn't won on pay-per-view this year. I don't think. Yeah, because he lost the Mox, he lost the Jericho, lost the Anarchy in the Arena match, and he lost at All Out to Jericho. So, if he doesn't win it at Full Gear, what's going on here? It, you can't tell me that that should have been in the plans like that. But it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. I love the theory that you're going with, though. So I'm, I would love to see Danielson Jericho three and have Jer Danielson finally get that title back. Yeah, I, 
that that rolled out today as I was, you know, just thinking and watching. I'm like, yeah, I I, I do love that Jericho is just going to dastardly humiliate and just shit on this Ring of Honor. That's yeah. his, that's his thing. People are going to, and maybe that's what we need. So people, Ring of Honor the diehards that have watched it from, you know, Sinclair and, and all of this just hate him. Maybe we don't sing the song anymore because that's we hate him thing. that much. That's the thing. You're going to split the crowd 50 50 at least because you're going to have the Ring of Honor originals. They're going to want the Ring of Honor title treated with respect. You'll have the fans that will still sing Judas because they're sports entertainment fans and they're puppets at that point. I mean, I sing Judas too, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do too. I will definitely sing it at the top of my lungs. Everybody has seen it. By the way, that apparently showed up at, I did not, I saw this on TikTok today, but some, on some TV show, I can't remember what it was, but there's a guy that walking through the halls is just singing Judas. And I don't, I can't remember, huh? Good for him. Yeah, I know. It was beautiful. And he was just rocking out to Judas as he was walking through the hall. And it was apparently on this TV show. And now I have to look this back up because I thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Because it looked like me just like fucking <laughs> losing my mind to it at that point. But yeah. Next match. Um, Swerve in your glory against the acclaimed. My thoughts right off the bat as Jenks is scissoring me. I like. There's no way. I'm a wrestling fan. They're not giving us back-to-back championship wins. Yeah. I was pissed going into this match. Even though they're making fun of Cuomo, they're making fun of all of that. I think it was a great hot take by Max. I was mad going into this because I'm like, they're not giving it to us again. They're going to milk it. And they could have. And it probably would have ended up being fine with it. But I'm like, they're not giving it to us. The crowd was insane. And then it happened. Yeah. I will say, this was not as good of a match as their first one. Good match. But the other one was, again, it's tag team match of the year for me. I would agree with that. Um, That first match can be, is not met. At all, because I think this one had the element of they were correcting a wrong on this one. Yep. They didn't call the audible, so they're like, we have to give them what they want. It's time. We have to make the move, which is fine. I like the match a lot. I like what they did in it, but you're right. It just didn't have that. It just felt like they already had the titles won. It was just formality at that point, where at all out, you're like, are they going to do it? Are they not? What's going to happen? Like it was so unknown at that point, right? That, but they did the best they could with it. Uh, yeah, and I think, and I mean, there's a lot of good things with it. I thought, I legit thought Caster was injured at one point with the knee injury. He was selling it really well off the top rope. Yep, yeah, off top rope. That whole thing. My heart broke at that point when he jumped down. He couldn't hit the mic drop. So they had me hook, line, and sinker, but I agree with you that first match, you just couldn't match it. And if they would have given the made the audible mid-match and just given them the title then, that would have been perfect. But, you know, they called it, they did it again, and it was fine. Taz, Keith Lee's head is like a dump truck? 
Uh, what does that mean? Is it that big? Is it that hard? Can it hold a lot of things? Like, what was he trying to... I know it was just after a headbutt or whatever, so he meant that it was hard and you right. couldn't affect it. But he just said, Keith Lee's head's like a dump truck. Out of character or out of content, I meant, like, what does that mean, Taz? Put yeah. a little bit of... Put something on that. Yeah. There's going to be some sort of commentary on that. Yeah, I did. They were trying a lot and they were getting, I, I will say, love the commentary this week, but there was some one-liners no out there that yeah. were like, yeah, no JR helped a lot, but there's some one-liners out there that I'm just like, what the hell were you trying to accomplish? And that was one of them. That was spot on. Yep. But oh, man, uh, they did it. Did you, were you afraid that they were going to start rapping on the way to the ring? With I, the rappers? I was. Yeah. Yeah. Way too many people at ringside. Way yeah. too many people at ringside. And good for Excalibur to be new DJ Woo Woo Juju Badoo or whatever the hell his name was. I did not know who that was. Mask or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I was are still we that to... far out of music? that Like, is this guy known? Like, I have a 16-year-old son, and I asked him... And I don't, I, fuck, it was two days ago that I rewatched it. I asked, I asked Ethan, I'm like, who is this guy? He had no clue. I feel like he's popular on like an indie scene because I had no goddamn clue. I was still caught up in Fabulous coming out. And I'm like, I remember him. He was, they right. must have dug him out of mothballs under a rock somewhere to drag him out here with Swerve in Your Glory. But I had no idea where DJ Woo Woo was coming from, or who he is, or what he does. I didn't look. I didn't take time to research either. No, because I was like, "There's no. I have no reason to do this. Why would I even try?" But I, I will. I will give the WWE this. At least they get. Like I wasn't a fan. I don't listen to music or whatever. Like I at least had heard of Bad Bunny, or yeah. like these people that do the intros, and the, uh, I've heard of them. AEW, maybe step up your game a little bit on that. But, again, I'm not there to see DJ Woo Woo. No, I'm there for wrestling. Yeah, I'm ready to scissor asses. <laughs> uh, after the match, <clears throat> FTR and the Ass Boys meet up. I really like this interaction. Yeah, They're going to have a match. They're going to destroy the Ass Boys. Whatever, fine and dandy. I love the FTR, you guys relevant anymore. FTR, wow. you guys... Pouty. I love. I never thought of that. Why have we not done any of that shtick? I don't know. Uh, we must be just really big fucking marks for FTR. That's the only thing I could think of. But Ass Boys were on point there, and which was surprising because I haven't really considered them much of a talker in sense. But maybe Daddy Ass was holding them back a little bit, so now they can kind of spread their wings and go for it. Downfall is. I don't want. Acclaimed in FTR yet. Like, the Acclaimed needs this a little bit. They don't, they don't need it. Like, not to be relevant or anything. But they des- as marks, they deserve it. They deserve to hold this. Like, come on. Don't don't take it out at, at full gear. That's only a two-month reign. I mean, I don't want it yet. I don't want this maybe transition champion, essentially, we could say. If they don't, I think they're destined for a matchup full gear. 
I do too. Now, to your point, is this when we start seeing FTR start giving back to the business? They've had the great year 2022 it's their year they're the tag team of the year i don't care who who anybody wants to argue with me about yep you don't hold organizations tag team titles three different ones and you're not the tag team of the year that's just not how this works right but does full gear start the descend of when they start giving back to the industry they put the acclaimed over then you know they they lose the iwgp titles then they lose you know ring of honor Probably the Ring of Honor is going to be the last one they lose, but they just start losing these titles along the way to kind of give back to the industry, and we just start seeing the wind down. I know it seems pessimistic because we all we have for the past year and a half, as much as we love FTR, we've been talking about Cash retiring or something happening with FTR that they're going to come down on the downspurt, maybe just because we've been trained or conditioned for that to happen to FTR. So I think right now, in my mind, I go back to being pessimistic. I think maybe they lose to the acclaim. Not saying this is my prediction yet, because things can change. Obviously, we don't know the official matches yet for Full Gear. But maybe they do lose to the acclaimed, and they start that transition of slowly losing the titles out throughout 2023. And then we get maybe a last ride or something from them. I still think they will have those titles one more time. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be two, three years down the line, whatever, but they will get them again before there's no FTR. I'm wondering if it's another, if it's like all out or full gear next year. And this is why I say that because maybe to the point that we were talking about in AEW's terms, they don't want all the titles on there because you lose track of the titles that, people with multiple titles have. I mean, just go back to Kenny Omega last year. He had the Impact and he had the AEW title, and he had a couple other ones, I think, at the same time. Yeah, You didn't realize he had the Impact title. You kept forgetting about it because it was just not relevant and kept getting lost in the shuffle. And he I think didn't the, carry that one most of the time. He Don didn't. Callis he did. didn't he, that's true. Don Callis or Michael Nakazawa did. So with that being said, AEW is probably like, you have all the titles. We're going to back off giving you ours right now. Once you start losing those, that's when we'll actually give you the AEW title. So it can be the one singular title they hold on to for that time being. Yeah, because they have no disrespect, but come on, it's not ROH's. I don't want to say they're developmental because Claudio's there, da, 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 but it's their second showcase show, essentially. Right. They have those titles right now. Yeah. So no, no reason to intermingle them. I like that exactly. point. Um, um, Wait, before we jump on... Oh, wait. No, we still have one more match I got to complain about. Okay, go. Well, I, we also... I want to talk about the Yuta and Tony thing real quick, where MJF yeah. comes out. What a dick. I'll, um, and I mean, it, I mean it with a heart around dick, because that sounds He's a so... fucking wait, dick. that sounds random. But he beat up Tony. We, him and Wheels. Him and... Uh, he, yeah. he just cut the guy's name in half? Like, come on. Yeah, and just call him Wheels now. And then the Regal incident where he says taking pills. Like, he, he yeah. ran through this litany of people that he shit on these people. But the Regal one is the one that stuck, like, instantly with me. I'm like, oof. Yep. That kind of, like, 
how, how do you have, you have to run that past Regal? You have to run that past Regal that you're going to say that. And oh, he's yeah. He's a professional and has done more things for this business that anybody can do. But that, that sometimes too close to home. That's cutting deep. And that's the whole point. I think that's the whole point of MJF coming after anybody in the BCC right now. It's I'm cutting deep and I'm just stabbing at everything and anything to get under Moxley's skin. Slay, as the kids say this. Yeah, slay. But the push on Tony, I think, was either legitimate heat or he just wanted to see something funny happen. Funny. I I don't think Tony knew it was coming because he felt like he felt awkwardly. Yeah. It was very awkward, very like, what the hell just happened? That was... That was just MJF trying to have fun out there when he, just finding another way to kind of lay it in to Tony Schiavone. Also, God bless Yuta, but my God in heaven, he cannot keep up on the mic with MJF. And no. I felt bad for him during the whole thing. He was trying his damnedest. I'm not going to fault him for it, but good Lord almighty, it was like putting a NFL player against a bunch of grade school kids out there with a microphone in each of everybody's hands. It was just that bad. Maybe this interview should have been with Regal. Again, I love Yuta, but no disrespect to him. Maybe it should have been with Regal or anybody else because it was awkward for Yuta. Because then you know, when this all happened, he just kind of like stood there for a minute. Oh, shit, I have to hit him. Yeah, and I have to hit him hard. I will I will say this, though. I will... I think I like the direction they're going because it feels like he's going to work his way through BCC. And yeah. Yuta was just the easiest target at this point. Next is going to be probably Claudio because you know Claudio, love him to death as a performer, not the greatest on the mic, but he can still go. He's still a little bit better now in AEW. Then Danielson. I think the Regal one is going to be the best I interaction agree. of them all because him and Mark are just fighting. Let's be honest. Box isn't going to put up with that shit. He's going to throw a right hand. But the regal aspect of it is going to be the best promo. Is going to be promo class 101. And that's when you everybody needs to tune up, turn up your TVs and listen. Because that's going to be expertly delivered. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see when that comes up. Yeah. When we're getting that. All right. Moving along. Pac against Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. I'm going to throw it out here right now. At no point, and it's not because we just had two championship matches, uh, titles, change hands or anything. Just the way that this match started, I knew it wasn't going to Orange. I just There was just something that resonated through the TV for me that said, not today. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Would I have loved to see a, a ton of, and spoiler for the women's as well, a ton of title changes just to say, look, we're doing this on free freaking TV. TV. That's awesome. That gets talked. Yeah. That gets da, 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 da. But uh, it just this match for me was the weakest, and, and not bad. But there's got to be a weak match. This was that match for me. I would agree with that. And again, to your point, it wasn't bad. It was a good match. Just it, it something has to be the wor- the weakest, and this was the weakest. It's not even the worst. You no. can't say worse. It was just the weakest match on the card because. It's just the way it is. And to your point, yeah, OC never had a chance in this. I was hoping. We both wanted I was really him. hoping. I, we both wanted OC to take it. Um, 
in the same estimate, I was hoping for all the titles to change hands at that night, last night, or Wednesday night. Because yesterday night, one of the two nights. Um, Because I can't remember the last time every title has changed hands on one card. The last time I can remember is if I date back to WWE 2002 at Survivor Series. Because I know that happened there. Every title changed hands on that card. That was the last time I remember that ever happening. So to me, that would have been a special moment in my own life. But that's something totally different. Right. Yeah, it... We knew what was happening, um, but man, here's my grief with these first three matches. Why did every match have to end with some sort of shenanigans at it? I knew Jericho said that. Yeah, Jericho, perfectly fine. Get it? That's how he works. That's the wizard in him. Acclaimed, I think that took away from that title win a little bit, having Daddy Ass involved in yeah. that finish. This one, why is Pac hitting him with a hammer? Is it just because he hates OC that much? He's not a, technically a heel. Yeah, he's a bastard pack, but he doesn't throw hammers at people. Right. So that was just out of left field for me. So it was the shenanigans around the first three title changes that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. I, again, I'll, I'll agree with you about the Jericho one. I think just because what I said when we talked about it to, to build up for the dishonor of Ring of Honor, yeah. that is, that's a great storyline to go with. It does take away, and I, I think it does hurt. I mean, everybody's happy to the acclaim one, cool, yeah. but they needed help. They still really couldn't have beat Swerve in Your Glory without Mr. Ass, Daddy yeah. Ass, whatever. So that, I'm like, uh, same point. Could have just tossed him in the ring and did a suicide super swanton bomb or something. Yeah. Because he was hurt, essentially. You know, he yeah. just fell on the outside. You didn't need... And by the way, yes, it was a hammer. It, it wasn't a sledgehammer. Right. It was like something that I used. It's a ring bell hammer. They're not <laughs> yeah. <big> hammers. <sighs> yes, you. if you get full knocked with it, you're probably going to get knocked out. Hit him with the belt. The hammer is my big pet peeve. There's I mean, two fucking belts sitting there. Yeah. Hit him with one of those. Or swing the hammer like you would swing a hammer. Don't hide it in your hand and then punch him with it. Because that was my thing was when you punch him with the hammer, that doesn't. We know it doesn't hurt. It's kayfabe gone. Right. But at least they come at him and just be like, dink. I don't know, dink him. And then that would make me believe it probably knocked him for a loop there there's a way to do that spot but i guess you got to go the safest route but to me i i guess didn't need it didn't need the titles didn't need that oh well yeah but <sighs> women's fight fit a four match deeb tony the champ Britt, and athena i like this match okay. i think a lot got built out of this prior to what was going on afterwards. Because, again, there's the match, and then the fucking event afterwards superseded a lot. But yeah. I still think in this match, Britt taking the pin. Genius for what's to come. Britt's, we, we said she's a pillar, this, that, and the other thing. She's essentially away from the title for a while. 
Yeah. And it's okay. Athena looks so much stronger in this match than she did carrying Jade and taking that loss. In the interaction between Deeb and, and Tony, I, I love that they... Deeb was amazing in this match. If there's an MVP in this match, it's Deeb for me. I love how she had two people in submissions, her and Tony doing the single legs, beating out of each other. Like, Deeb's a professional. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. that's what she is, professional wrestling. Um, I loved everything about this match because of that, because of what Deeb added to it. I don't know if I'm still a fan yet of Tony having it. I don't know where we're going. But Britt takes the loss. And it doesn't hurt her. No. Not even with the surprise that we're going to talk about. It doesn't hurt Britt. It doesn't. Um, I would agree with you. Everybody played this. I don't want to say played. Everybody in this Fatal 4-Way, it, or I guess I have to, it played off their strengths the best. Played their role. It played their, they, they played their role, but it played their, their strengths in this match. Deeb, to your point, I completely agree. She's MVP. I was calling out the two people in submission holds, doing the damage to Tony Storm at the same time. With I think it was a suplex to Athena at the same time. It was beautiful. That one between her and Tony staring down, that's going to be a future title match on a Dynamite here in the coming weeks because I don't think we're getting past that one too soon. I don't think it goes to full gear. But that's still a low-hanging fruit match to get Tony versus Deeb. And I think that would be perfection. Britt taking the loss makes after sense. After breaking her nose again. After breaking her nose again, which when I think it was Athena that fell on her. Yeah. Full I'm fledged. Like, it oh, was shit. not. It just couldn't. There was no way that she could get away from it. No, it was there was an accident. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And then the blood started coming out. So she DMD. She's so good like that, though. Oh, yeah. Man, I hate to say that. <laughs> It's creepy. That, but... cre- that was creepy the way you said it, but um, with the tone of voice, it was creepy. But uh, I anyway, Brit's blood. Anyway, so when you're not uh, when you're arrested next week, anyways. But when we talk about like Brit bleeding, but let's we'll go. I'm going to go a little bit outside, not to the big event, but just before the big event when Jamie Hader came down. Again, we're setting up that Hader Brit. Turn at some point to your point. This is going to be probably one of the things that keeps Britt away from that title for a long time because I guarantee you, haters getting a title shot here in the coming months. They hugged I'm, it out though. They but, hugged it out, but haters not getting the title when she gets the title shot because Britt will not allow that to happen. And that might be the full gear or that might be the dynamite. Maybe I have them flipped and maybe it's Hater and Hater and uh, Tony on a dynamite for the title. Deeb at full gear. I just think sometime in the next month and a half, we're going to see the turn happen. And this is where we start getting the ball rolling for their rivalry going forward. And then there was an awkward pause. I'm calling yeah. out the production guy. Maybe it should have happened when there was a scuffle in the ring, but there was kind of like a dead. And again, five seconds isn't a long time. Five seconds on long time on, on live TV is a million years. There was yeah. just a little glitch. And then this music that I didn't know. There I didn't know either. There wasn't that yeah, scream of her or anything. Yeah. 
what a surprise. Unbelievable. Like, I, she's doing stuff with her family. All right, guys, you know, it's it's Soraya. All right, it's Soraya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always thought it was Soraya. Soraya? It's Soraya, yeah. Okay, Soraya. It's fucking Paige. So, <laughs> she can't use that name. But she comes out, and the ring clears. I, I Again, kudos to Britt. She had the best facial expression. She brings in the other ex-WWE people of Tony and Athena in the ring. They kind of mend. Who's she after? What's she doing? This is... I, I marked out. Like, I, I screamed like a little girl. I, I woke yeah. up my wife and said, because I had to say Paige, because she wouldn't have known who Soraya was. Like, oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yet. So what are your thoughts? She's got on the, the website wins, losses, and everything. But I read she's not officially cleared yet as well. I think, so first of all, when I saw the Mute the video board. I thought it was like Disco Inferno 2.0. I wasn't sure what was oh going on. It was God, I, I hope she comes at you. Uh, she probably will. And that I hate Disco Inferno. Just throwing that out there. He's a okay. dick. But the Disco ball threw me off a little bit. Whatever they had going on there. When she walked out, my God, my heart, I jumped. I was like, fuck yeah. About fucking time. We thought rumors, you know, you For think years. it's happening. It's not going to happen. You know, what's going to happen here? Uh, Britt selling this reminded me of the time Cactus Jack returned, well, debuted in WWE. It happened this week, actually. This is why it's so fresh in my mind. And Triple H sold the hell out of it in the middle of the ring when he returned to Madison Square Garden. And that made the return. It made it that much more special. Britt's reaction, even as subtle as it was, the shock in her face and the horrified look in her face made Paige's return debut or Soraya's debut the best it could have been yeah. because it's not if you're going to debut with other people in the ring they have to sell it as much as they would sell your finisher move that's the only thing that's how you make a moment and to me that made the moment and then you saw everybody else on the outside looking shocked pulling it together and like oh my god what's she doing here to your point I don't know who she's after. I feel like Soraya is going to be an anti-hero of sorts, and she's just gunning for everybody. She's out for herself. It's not going to be – she might team up with, you know, Tony Storm for a couple weeks or maybe just one week. This is not going to be a friendly thing. I think she's out there for herself. What's her timetable look like? That's We don't know. But if they are that confident she is that close – then perfect time to just roll her out and have her start talking on the stick and let her go for it. I agree. I agree. She's talking for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, or back to or, but I don't think first match happens until full gear. Like she's would, thrown into a, 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 a major match. Brit has said in the past, just to say this real quick, this is one of her dream matches. Mm-hmm. So I think we get that in some time. I don't yeah. think we get it the rest of this year. No. I think there's others to go after. Yeah, and I really want, knowing what I've seen in any wrestling company so far, 
when you have somebody coming back off of this type of injury, I feel like her first match is going to be a tag match. Yeah. It just has that feeling to kind of protect her a little bit, just get her in the ring. Nothing against Soraya. There's a lot of ring rust in there. What was it, 2019, 17? 17, whatever it is? A lot of ring rust going on here. So she's got to get back in the groove of things, be up to speed, get cleared. So She's doing something in her family's uh, promotion here in the next couple of weeks. I did see that. So okay. that might be a good way. Maybe it's never publicized or, you know, it's just, you know, one of those indie show. I mean, her family's isn't an indie show over there, but for us in America, yeah. it would be, you know, just something that's, it's don't tape this. Let me give it to the fans. Let me work on this. Let me work on that with whoever she's working. But yeah, I'm excited. I could see that. I, I am too. I love it. This was a great get by AEW. This is one that we've wanted to see for a long time by AEW. It was just a matter of when she got released. Kind of, yeah, but even when she got released, we're like, oh, she's coming, 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 she's coming. We said it that much. I'm not saying that we forgot about her. Right. I didn't think it was going to be then. Great move. Yeah, I completely agree. If anything, we probably thought or assumed in the back of our minds it was a pay-per-view. Yeah. Full gear. Uh, All out. All out. I mean, just because of all out last year, you would think it would be then, but it's just not. Bailey, Bailey agrees. She's Bailey's getting really excited good. about it. She's yeah. Bailey's just being a crazy person right now, but yeah. So then we get uh, the Darby promo, uh, dragging a dead body all over New York. Whatever. If you want to say anything about I that, mean, I that, it down. Uh, I mean, the, that's a normal occurrence in New York. I feel like I do too. Like yeah, what? just just drag dead bodies around. I mean, that's just how people live. Mox Danielson. Uh, we had. The prediction this is going to be Mox's. He gave up his six-week vacation for this. We really thought, I back and forth during the match, I thought, holy shit, this is this is going to Danielson. This is going to be cool. I'm all right with this. This is going to be cool. Da, 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 da. Um, what kind of made me mad is they ruined that MJF was not at least going to pretend to cash in. Yeah. Let him watch it in his own locker room because then that's there that he could run out and maybe cash in or do whatever, you know, however they're wording it. Him up in that box, I knew he was done for the night. He's just going to sit. So I'm like, uh, that was a little kind of like disappointing to me that we weren't going to get that MJF championship that night. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was talking to Cody afterwards and he's like i was ex- he said and i kind of agree with him now that he said this he goes i was expecting at one point because they kept showing the box they kept showing mjf in the box because i was expecting him to show the box and mjf not be there and i think that would have led into the cash in and i was like oh that's a great point because that would have made sense to do it it felt like as they were going through the match I knew they were running out of time, obviously, because time constraints. Yeah. Um, especially since we didn't get to see, they were in the middle of Danielson putting the title on right before Danielson put the title on Mox himself. They had to cut yep. and be done with it. So to me, it was more, it became increasingly apparent the cash in wasn't happening on this night. I just feel like for the MJF character, 
it has it should be a cash in. It it should be an mid-match. opportunity move. Yeah, yeah. mid match, an opportunity. Right yep. Yeah. Like there's a if I think back to Edge with the Money in the Bank, it was after Chamber match. Cena was beat to shit. I I just feel like that would be perfect for MJF, but I guess they're not going to go that route. So, which is kind of causing me a little bit of concern right now, and maybe it's a little overthinking that when the world title match happens, and let's be honest, probably full gear, it's going to be filled with the stable on retainer. Yep. Interfering in it to get him the title. Or at least Morrissey, because we saw Morrissey's acting as basically the bodyguard right now. Yeah. The diesel for MJF, so. Yeah. The match itself, guys, if you haven't watched it, it, I will say, I'm not saying it is a classical match, but it was, no, I'm saying it is a classical match. It wasn't a classic. You know, catch as catch can, strong stuff. It had every era of wrestling in it at some point, from catch as catch can to death metal. It was yeah. all, it was it was every era of wrestling. I enjoyed it. But as it got later in the show, that's when I'm like, okay, how is Danielson losing? Yeah. He never tapped. He never gave up. He, it was a clean victory, but I'm saying it was a referee stoppage. So this could loop back around at some point, and we always thought that at some point BCC is going to have a blow-up, maybe a couple of years down the line or whatever. But this can all wrap back around, that him and Mox have another feud off yeah. of this. He really never beat him. The ref was the one that made the decision. Danielson was just taking a breath or any wrestling storylines that you want to put in there. Plus, again, Danielson's not hurt by this. Neither yeah. one losing that night was going to be hurt by this match. Yeah. I gotta say, though, man, I'm getting tired of seeing Danielson pass out matches. Right? It, it's getting really tiresome. I get they don't want him to tap. I get they're preserving that, which is great. That's fine. That's dandy. Then have him get pinned. Because I can't... I mean, for this scenario, if the goal is to, I never tapped out, yada, 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 and use it, that's fine. Okay, I get it. But, like, for Garcia in that, it was like he never tapped out. He just passed out. Well, could there be, like, a fluke pin or something that could do it? I get they were doing submission style, and it was a wrestling match, and yada, yada, yada. Just been lately, he's been taking these losses by passing out. It just seems like... He's Monday. How, how, how are you the best wrestler in the world that you get yourself caught in these situ- situations where you're passing out all the time. I will say Regal said it. We wrestle each other. We practice with each other. He, he made kind of reference like this, that we know how to get out of everything. Why couldn't he get out of the chokehold then? Yeah. Why couldn't he get out of the bulldog choke? Yeah. Like, well, I thought maybe that was a little bit that Regal, I mean, I don't know if Regal was forced to say it or it was just him saying it or whatever. I don't think it should have been said because then it was just like, oh, well, these two know each other so well and they know how to get out of this, get out of that. I don't A surprise one. The Bulldog yeah. choke isn't a surprise. Like a roll up victory would have been okay in this yeah. match because you know each other. It was just that three seconds of lackadaisicalism. That's not a real word, yep. but it is today. 
that would have been my finish. Yep. I, I would have put it on Death Rider. Let him catch him in a Death Rider and yeah. be done with it. I mean, if you hit him with three Death Riders, you're done. Right. You can't beat that. And so, one outside I mean, the ring. And one of them was outside the ring, which it was. It was on the, it was outside the ring. So that would have sold me. I would have been fine with that. But in Bailey too. But at the end of the day, we're passing out and, you know, I didn't even think about that Regal quote. I'm sure that was something he said to kind of build up the group. But if he doesn't know the finish of the match is he's passing out in the bulldog choke. If he knows that, I don't think that line's ever set. Right. So Regal wasn't in the know on that finish of that match because I don't Regal's a smart man. He's not going to say something that's going to contradict what the end of the match ends up being. So, yeah, great point. Great point. Overall, man, I, I love the show. I did. Loved it. Besides, yep. you know, our, our little bitches about the first three matches um, sets up a lot. It really does. I can't wait to watch as we're recording. I can't wait to watch tonight to see kind of the second half of it. And we're 15 minutes away live time from SmackDown. And boy, do we have stuff actually to talk about WWE. Starting from last Friday yeah. to Monday to speculation to what the fuck are they doing? Who the hell knows? Yeah, I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Guys, I don't know if you fast forward through these. I don't know if you listen to the teasers. I don't know whatever. Listen to this one. Here comes our guest for next Wednesday Spotlight. Whipped cream. Cherry on top. Don't deuce out on this one. Listen. Hey, everybody. This is Cherry. You are listening to Can Crusher's podcast. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Can Crusher Nation. How about that little teaser that they just heard, Mark? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say it like I said it on a podcast? Because nobody's heard this until now. We are having... Wait, because I have it written down. Because I practiced this. The bubblegum chewing, poodle skirt wearing, roller skating diva from the other side of the tracks, Cherry, is coming on on Wednesday night. This was an amazing interview. Awesome. One, I'm jealous. I could not attend. I was going to until about three hours beforehand or whenever I texted you about it. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly. And I'm like, shit. That good. Huh? Amazing. I've been to know. Yep. I'm going to ruin this and I'm going to pat us on the back because, yes, you were supposed to be part of it. Doesn't do many podcasts. Agreed. Yeah. Liked everything that we did. Saw our legends that we've talked to. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you reached out to some of them and make sure that we aren't dickwads or anything right. like that. Had a great time. Amazing time. And I can't wait to meet her at WrestleCade. It's going to be a long, it's, it's been a long time since she's done even a WrestleCade. We talked about her relationship with her and Natty. If you follow her on Instagram, uh, we, we just talked about OVW stuff. Yes, we talked about Deuce and Domino. I hope you guys all got the, the hints that we were going all night. Yeah. But so much fun. Such as a human being as well. 
What a sweetheart. Like, oh. That <laughs> That's was my awesome. chef's kiss. The that cherry on top of September for <laughs> Spotlights. I loved it. That is fantastic. So, uh, tune in Wednesday. Yeah. Tune in Wednesday. Get it downloaded. Get a alert set. Do whatever you got to do. But listen in. So. Yeah. WWE in general now. Let's go back to the last week's SmackDown. Prior to last week's SmackDown, we hinted a little bit that Logan Paul was going to be on. And then, what, Saturday morning last week, they had a media scrum or press release or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. It's official. We're getting Logan Paul against Roman Reigns. Saudi Arabia at noon on November. I'm still not on board, man. I mean, I'm not excited about it. I knew it was coming. I, we knew there was going to be potentially an opportunity. We said that. We said that last week too. But again, we also said last week what the prince wants, the prince gets. So money, this is what money. it's money, money. That's what this blood buddy does. So I don't think the title's changing hands. If it does, Vince is still running. Right. WWE at some at some capacity. Um, but. We're gonna get the match, so hopefully, hopefully Logan Paul just proves us wrong, and it's a fantastic match. I, I don't think he's a bad athlete. The couple matches that he's had, I don't think he's a bad athlete. I yeah. just, I, this would solidify entertainment completely in WWE. That they, I, I, I would be pissed if I was Roman Reigns and they come up and say, hey, uh. This is what you're losing your titles to. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Goldberg and da, 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 the list of people that he's defeated in the last two years. This load, this media guy, this YouTuber, this what, uh, boxer that beat Mayweather. Yeah. What? And beat was definitely in the biggest air quotes I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I would hope not. I, I, I hope this leads to kind of the transition that we're going to go to next. Do you have anything else to say on that? No, let's just move on because I, I can't say anything more. Is I hope it doesn't happen. So, Karrion Cross calls out Drew McIntyre. We're getting that at some point. Probably Extreme Rules. Yeah. Which is going to lead to more. Which could lead to either tonight or last night or Monday. There's so many theories and not Austin. He's not part of it at all. There's so many speculations. The white rabbit song, the QR code, the video game that's out there. People. And I'm going to unpack this and then we can just wrap back around. And then people saying the white rabbit is carrying cross. Dexter Loomis is, the the buzzard, Bray uh, Braun Strowman is Huskis, yeah, and then Bray being pretty much the master puppet. Oh, and uh, Scarlet's the witch. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet's the witch. This is going to be the mega people. Some people 
have said this is going to be bigger than NWO if this happens. I saw that too. I'm what like, no. are you talking about? Maybe yeah. NWO when there was 9,000 people, yes. But the original NWO? So, no. Even the 10 people NWO? No way. That changed wrestling's landscape. There's no way this changes wrestling's landscape unless Bray Wyatt is about to blow our fucking minds with whatever he's going to deliver. And that's even if Bray Wyatt's coming back. Right. But do I hate that group? No, I love that group. They they all have they all can mix together. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. It's not going to be bigger than NWO. Come on. No. There's no chance. It's not going to get to the status of NWO, DX. I'll throw them up their shield. It's not getting that high, guys. Yeah. It It's going to get to that second tier group level, I think, if it's done right. Because... It I just gave him the finger, be, the good yeah. finger, the pointing finger. Yeah, the good finger. It has to be done right, which, thank God, Vince is not running this shit show anymore. So it should be done relatively well, depending on how Bray Wyatt's mind thinks. Because the creativity is going to be between Wyatt and probably carrying Cross with this group. They're going to have the main input. Braun's going to be the muscle and just go for it. And Dexter doesn't really have to do anything but be silent and creepy at the same time, which is perfect for him. He's the assassin, essentially. He is the assassin. He's the assassin. He's the, um, yeah, silent assassin. We'll go with that line because that's all he needs to be, a sniper of sorts. You're uh-huh. quiet. You're not, you're barely seen, but you're not heard. That's what you are. That's all they need from him. So I think... If this group comes into fruition tonight, because the dates that have been dropping, 9-23, something's happened tonight, guys. But is that a time? Is that because I I don't know if I saw it correct. I, I've seen a couple where, you know, if you do the dates, it's 9.23.22, meaning yeah. today or right. last night. But I also saw one that if you look and if you bend your mind enough, there's a semicolon, like 9.23 o'clock. So are we on a legit timetable? Like, they have to do this. Because if it's not done, if they're rolling it at 9.23, they have to make sure 9.23, somebody back at the studio didn't F up and hit the wrong minute-long commercial compared to a 30-second commercial. But they've done that before. They can do this. And I honestly, Mark, I think to your point, it might be 923 tonight on 923. Everything lines up. And they would pull that type of thing. I mean, you can debate the validity of any countdown clock they've ever done in their company's history. Right. But they did it at such what seemed like random times. Let's let's go back to Jericho, the Millennium Man. Well, they gave him the biggest push of all, putting him during the Rock promo. But at the time, it seemed so random to have that clock just tick down and be with uh, Rock. So I think they could be possibly leaning towards it. And for Wyatt, it makes total sense that it's exactly 923 on 923. Everything transpires. We have Doomsday Clock 101 in the group. Yeah. I mean, 
Carrying Cross and Scarlet are carry a doomsday clock around. The question is, who's going to be in the ring at that time? And is it just sacrificial lambs or is it kicking off something bigger? And that's the key here. If the bloodlines in the ring, which I don't think they would be at 923, is that a war games match? Am I thinking too much on that? Or if it's just the, the tag team division again, and they're just about to get mauled. <sighs> or maybe, I don't know, there's not really a Kane figure in the company right now, but is there a big enough name that would be a sacrificial lamb? Because when Wyatt's debuted back in 2013, Kane was that sacrificial lamb, and he was a big name at that time that they attacked and they took out. But who's the big name? Who would be the big enough name to make that kind of impact is my question. There isn't one. The only one, because we, we both agree it's not the bloodline right off the no, bat. I don't it's know. not going to happen, no. Drew. He would be the target. You're right. It would yeah, have who, to be Drew. It's not going to be Otis, because Braun's fighting Otis at some point tonight. Well, and, you know, I would argue it with Seamus, but we talked during one of our breaks. I saw it was just announced. It's gone through Seamus, too, in three weeks or two weeks in October 7th. Actually, a week and a half or something like that. Whatever it ends up being the math-wise. I'm not going to math. But math hard. Seamus would make sense in that rule. Drew or Seamus, I think, would make sense in that rule. But if Seamus has that going on with Gunther, the Brutes are going after tag titles. Spoilers. We haven't got to there yet, but they are. We just did, yeah, boom. We just said, but I think that puts Seamus out, so it has to be Drew. He's had the most interaction with this group, and Karrion Cross can play it up as, I'm going to attack you, and then everything just goes to dark. It, the Doomsday Prophecy would be pretty spectacular. Excuse me on that. I had to burp a little bit. But the Doomsday Prophecy, it's a chef's kiss at that point. I agree. I think as much as Karrion since his return, has been targeting Drew. If it's not Drew, I may be disappointed. It has to be a big name. You can't just attack some random schlub. Yeah, it let's can't go be. back and just from the people on SmackDown last week. It's not going to be Ricochet. No. Nobody gives two shits about the maximum male models. Uh, the, the women, it, he's not going to get in there. Not Madcap. Not Madcap. We, we've taken the Brutes out. Street Profits are on Raw, essentially, right? Or on, I don't know. Yeah. It, They're not gonna... it. I, I don't, if it's a tag team division, I don't The know. only tag team they could target. Because you just brought up Imperium and Hit Row just came back. You're not going to target them. Right. It's New Day, which at this point in time, this version of the New Day. It's stale. Stale. Could leave it, leave it in take, leave it or take at this point with New Day. So who is it? Is it just some random guy from Raw wanders over and he gets sacrificed? Are the Vikings I mean, who were being pushed back? Maybe maybe Judgment Day just gets completely obliterated. They just absorb Dominic. I don't know. Like where there's not even a big name on Raw unless maybe they play a cut of Dexter kidnapping Miz again 
and they bring Miz as a sacrificial lamb for the group. I don't know. I mean, okay, so I, it is. It, it's got to be true. Both of us is must watch. Yeah, I completely agree. But I guess the question is, who? Yeah. If it's tonight, who is it? And if it's not tonight, when is it? If it's on Raw, I hate to say this. If it's on Raw, I think there's less people because there's a lot of intermingling on Raw uh, of going on. It would have to be KO. That that would be the only person. I don't think it's on Raw. I think there's there's some significance to this 923. You don't throw that random time, date, or anything in there unless something's happening. Agreed. So... By the way, you look very KO. I, I should have said this long ago. It's been in my head. You look very KO tonight. I didn't mean to, but yeah, I have my black cutoff on, and I'm gonna. I should have duct taped Fight Owens fight. I didn't have enough time before the podcast. But and I know you have a hat on because I've seen the. But yeah, it looks like a do rag. Like it really. Does. It, it does. Yeah, this is my Southern Tier hat. It's just backwards, and it, it's my favorite. Just backwards, backwards cap because. Got, it's very basic, very black. It's perfect. But yeah, thank you. You know what? I'll take that as a compliment. A I compliment. appreciate that. I'm still tomorrow maiden voyage, by the way, for the pit hat to leave the house. It has been on in the house for two weeks now. I feel it's ready. It, well, it's got to be ready. I'm going to fuck a pit game. So it's got to be ready to go out to the elements. If the unlikely scenario of Rhode Island beats pit happen, are you throwing that hat out? Yes. <laughs> I will, you know, I will bring it back home and I will send it to somebody. I swear to God, if I get a hat. In six months? In six months. Actually, this might actually make you send it faster. It would. Because you're going to be like, I need to get this shit out of my house. Oh my God. If that happens, you are going to, we're going, because we're going to take, we're going to go see IRS soup after to go to Cheesecake Factory for so many reasons. Mainly because his presents are still sitting on the podcast table. Hopefully, nobody forgets them tomorrow. But you will get the angriest whatever tomorrow. Probably during the game and everything. I hate you right now for even putting that in my head. Uh, Just feed him a bunch of cheesecake and he'll be fine. I, I am bringing a plethora of cheesecake home, by the way. Good call. Uh, Rhonda was talking with Kayla and, and Liv walks in. It essentially says she wants to. By the way, SmackDown starting right now. Folks. I know. I, I'm checking it out. Um, Liv wants a Extreme Rules match. This, uh, essentially, we're saying Liv's title reign's done, right? Are we? I don't know. To she be is honest, the only person in this world to beat Ronda Rousey twice. Yeah, from UFC to everything. And now she'll have weapons to use. I mean. This could be in Liv's favor, which means they're putting it off until Charlotte comes back. Yeah, well, is Charlotte the weapon that she's going to use? Maybe not by choice, but maybe. Right. Uh, Bloodline starting SmackDown, guys. So, um, essentially, that tells me if 923 is what's going on, the Bloodline will not be. They're going to be last 10 minutes of the yeah. show. Yeah. 
All right. Um, moving on to Raw, essentially. Man, I loved Rollins and Lashley for the U.S. title. That was a fucking great match. And finally, since he's the only one that can actually fucking do it, blocking the stomp with your strength. I love that. That was fantastic. Love that about it. Beautifully done. Beautifully executed on that front. You might hear some background noise. I, I think this is... We might have to listen a little bit as well. So, it'll be on. Uh, yeah, great match. I I really am over Riddle and Rollins. Like, I know we're getting that match because Riddle called him out a couple weeks ago and we're going to get that definitely at Extreme Rules. That's probably going to be your main event because everything I'm seeing, Roman's not going to Extreme Rules. Not yeah. happening. Yeah. So... So, uh, go ahead. Did they get an extreme rules match and then another Hell in a Cell? Mm. Blood Money's going to want a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. And that would be the only one that would be worthwhile for that type of thing. Yeah. So, I, I feel like that would be a good match, but what the hell is going to happen at extreme rules? Is it going to be shenanigans? No contest? We're just going to beat the hell out of each other. We pass out. What's what's the ending that's going to be to get us there? It's kind of where my head goes. Because I feel like Saudi with Saudi Arabia looming, Extreme Rules just feels like that bump in the road pay-per-view where we just need to extend shit. Very and that's it. on. Yep. It's on. It's just there. So. Which or, is it now? Or do we get Liv and Ronda's? Because they try, and I hate to say it like this, but they try to give the women another main event during the year. Yeah. is they Can we build that up to be the main event? I wouldn't hate it. I mean, it wouldn't be the greatest main event to ever happen, but I wouldn't hate it. Because especially if Charlotte shows up at Extreme Rules, that would be a big enough moment to carry the main event as well. Yeah. So. They could play it off. I love damage control. I, you, everybody knows that. You do? I, I never picked up on that. But I love the golf cart. They should come out every week in the golf cart. By the way, though, like, Dakota was very comfortable riding in it, just like, you know, I don't know, like TLC riding, you know, no scrubs in the back. Yeah. EO looks shitless scared. Or scared shitless, I mean. Like, she was holding on to that strap like... Bailey was going 55 on that. That's the only thing I want to say. But I love it. I, I love everything about that. I love the golf cart, too. You're right. That was my note, was EO just losing her mind. Like, am I going to fucking die in this thing? She must have never experienced a golf cart in her life before getting on this thing. So, kudos to whoever talked her up to get her in there, but good Lord almighty. Yeah. Uh, we get Alexa and Bailey... At the end of the night, we'll fast forward to that. What did you think of this match? It was standard. I yeah. I didn't. So here's the problem with the Bailey Bailey matches right now, especially after the Raquel one on Friday night. I've been kind of like, eh, I know Bailey's gonna win, right? And I know there's gonna be help, and it's like, how do we get it over the top for it to be? I don't maybe it's just me and maybe I'm just like I know there's gonna be screwiness going into it. I just want Bailey Bianca. I want nothing else but Bailey and Bianca. 
Yeah, now, we're getting Oscar one more Bailey Oscar before Extreme Rules. And I will say, I we can guess how that's going to end, right? That's probably very blatant. But maybe I've just soured on Alexa Bliss a little bit. I would look forward to the Oscar match, Oscar Bailey match, because I love Oscar. Bliss has just not had that sharp edge to me lately. No. And maybe that's kind of where I'm at. Like, eh, okay, it's Bliss. It's name recognition right now, and that's nothing against Bliss, but it's just name recognition right now. She's had multiple women's titles, and she's, you're like, she's mid right now. She is mid, midder than uh, Skyline Chili at this point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Ko in theory was awesome as well. I I love this. I will say loved this. This was this was awesome. I like the shenanigans at the end. I thought Gargano was just going to run with this and uh, because we're getting that. We're getting Gargano theory. Yeah. Is it going to be for the briefcase? That would be an interesting twist. And didn't we say this before? Didn't one of us say that Gargano could just take the briefcase off the theory and be done with it? What a... What an interesting scenario that would turn out to be if it actually occurred. Because now I think it lights a fire under this briefcase. Yeah. And when do we get it? It's. I'll stop right there. The friendship with KO, great and all, but if Gargano gets that briefcase and KO gets a title, oh, buddy, we're getting a good 2023 rivalry going. Agreed. Um, I'm pushing for that. I, you read my mind. That's what I want more than anything on Raw right now. That, that those would, two. They would tear down the house. They don't even need a title to tear down the house. No. But if they're your main spot, main title match with a briefcase involved, <laughs> oh, buddy, light it. Still, 10 minutes in. Uh, Has he said anything? anything? They're just... Heyman's talking right now. Oh, okay. I don't have a trip unmuted, and all I'm seeing is I'm standing around. So, okay. Uh, Judgment Day. I, I'm back and forth. I really am. Like, there's some weeks that I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. How far are we going to go with Mommy Poppy and everything? Maybe because I'm 45, and I, I don't know. Like, is... Rhea just going to have her way, and I mean her way, with Dominic in the ring one night. Because that's what we're leading up to. Like, the the, the innuendos have been that, like, he's been made a man. And, uh, okay, either just show it on WWE X TV or, you know, just... There's... There's going to be some, it's going to be a lot of implications. I think there's probably going to be a kiss at some point. I feel like just the fucking light of fire under Ray because the innuendos can only go so far. Right. Right. And at some point there's going to be action. There's not going to be edge Lita sex, live sex show action. No, but there's going to be some sort of kiss or something. Like it's like a black widow kiss type thing or something along those lines. But yeah, I, I'm just waiting for now Battle for Dom 2, the ladder match between Rhea and Ray at this point, because this is just where it seems to be going. We're battling for Dom's soul right now. So yeah. custody of Dom's soul. We'll see what happens when you put it on the ladder. 
I, I did like the little bit where uh, I don't think Dom's ready to talk yet. By the way, but no. I did like the little bit where he was begging his dad to just drill him with a chair. That that's the whole oh, yeah. moment of like, yeah, he's still not going to do it. He's still not going to do it. But at some point, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. It was perfect the way they did that, though. I thought that was one of the better moments of the night because it's starting to play into that. Ray is not going to hit his child unless he absolutely has to. And I don't think that becomes the case until Dom does something to the family, the actual family. But we'll see when when that interaction finally meets. But I love that they're starting to throw it in there now. I just don't want them to pepper it in too much right right away. They had the moment here, let it go for a few weeks, maybe have another moment down the road or something to escalate it a bit, slow burn this. I think the best slow burn is to WrestleMania. We've talked about this. I said in a nauseum, I won't go there now, but slow burn this out as much as possible. I know I skipped one in between, but I'll, I'll run back. Um, the Brawling Brutes coming out being, you know, talking about how they're number one contenders for the Usos and everything. I'm glad they got the win over the Street Profits because that was always going to linger. Yeah. That they weren't in that match or da 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 da. It's got to be time now because the Street Profits, I don't know how much smoke they have going for them right now. They've taken losses. It's got to be time. People, I do, want to see Ford going U.S., Intercontinental, whatever. Yeah. When we get to this draft or whatever, is this when they're broken up and it's now, and they're not going to turn on each other? It's just. They were broken up via the draft, so then in a year, two years, they can rekindle this and it's okay, kind of like New Day. You know what? That's a great point, Mark. I didn't even think about that. That's probably the route they're going with this. Instead of doing the traditional one turns heel, one doesn't, and then somehow they miraculously get back together two years later, they're probably just going to separate them in the draft, say, you do your own thing and see where it comes from. And we could see them getting the mid-card titles at some point and then having a clash down the road. So the the opportunities there. Um, when did we get there? Is it the draft? Do they push the draft off? Because I haven't heard much about the draft. I haven't either. I, mean, we're so, the, I think we're, we're probably one of, not many, talking about a draft. Yeah, because it usually happens around this time. But if it's not going to happen, then... Maybe we don't see that. Maybe we have to go the traditional route. Because I think you're right. What are the Street Profits going to do for another six months until a draft? You right. can't keep them together. There's no way. No. So. Are the Brawling Brutes one of the... Uh, we think it's going to be somebody else. But are the Brawling Brutes possibly in line to take titles? By the way, they just, I don't know. They just hugged Solo. Yeah, it's that. essentially it. Uh-oh, let's see him again. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't think the Brawling Boots are taking any titles. I don't either. I think it's just another bump in the road for the Usos. We we have Sammy talking. Well, the Usos Is are Sammy done? Pissed. They cut Sammy go? I don't know. Find out next week. Yeah, find out next week. Um, is there anything else on Raw? Because we haven't talked about... I don't think we talked mentioned the big thing yet. 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Miz calls out Loomis. He doesn't comment, and he comes out of the ring. Okay, yeah, go ahead. That's fair. Uh, big announcement this week for Survivor Series that I'm fucking ecstatic for. War games, right? Both the men's and the women's, motherfuckers. I love Survivor Series again, Mark. Should I? Well, or am I going to be love, disappointed? We love those two matches on the Survivor Series. Slow your roll. I don't know if I want to slow my roll because I want to know. I want who's in the war games now. Bloodlines and damage control. Those are. Is it Roman or is it Sammy Solo? I don't know what's going on with Sammy here, but Sammy Solo and the Usos. I, I. How do we get? Am I about to cry? I don't know, guys. This is weird. Uh oh. This is not gonna end well. This is an awkward time, folks. Awkward time. Yeah, this is very awkward. Roman loves him, but why does he have his shirt on? This is it. Sammy's out. Sammy's I'm telling you, Sammy's. On. He he's gonna be out. Aww. I'm kind of sad. I am too. Oh. Oh, we'll get full reaction next week. Yeah, we're going to have to. We're just sitting here waiting for it. Yeah, we'll get full reaction next week. <sighs> a, a good, a good to really good week. I loved AEW. WWE uh, across the board was intriguing. We have a lot to look forward to next week, especially with the rest of this show that we're now engulfed in. So we're going to kind of wrap this up quick. Um, and then Rampage, that you guys have already watched, that know a lot more than we did, or you read the spoilers, but we'll talk about Rampage because it's two hours, and we're excited for that. Uh, plus Wednesday, Cherry. Cherry on top. the month of September. Amazing. You had a good month. Great, great month with interviews in that. I know. So it's fantastic. You've been on the roll lately. Yeah. Oh, they just took the shirt off. Oh, Spoiler. Sammy is out of the bloodline. Well, as long as they don't punch him, I guess that's good. You speculated that a couple weeks ago. You bring Solo up. F- excuse me. Now, that's water. Um, four, much better than five. Yeah. So Five's too big. Well, actually, six if you count Heyman. Well, so. yeah. it was four horsemen and J.J. Dillon. That's true. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, Third point. Bloodline. Maybe we get KO. Sammy, new tag team champions. That's what Sammy we want. K- oh. Where'd they come? Motherfuckers. Uh, they gave him a uh, new shirt. They gave him an honorary use shirt. Son of a bitch. They got us. Uh, he's going to get popped, isn't he? No. Okay. Jay's gonna pop him. Jay's gonna pop him. Son of a bitch. 
right, we'll wrap it up here because we're too much involved in SmackDown. Yeah, we're we're involved. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, have a great week. We love you. Thank you for going along with this ride for however long this show was. We had a blast. We, if we can get you out of your mind or anything like that, you know, ride with us here on Can Crushers. We love our it's, fans. Uh, we really do. We love our fans, and we love getting you out of your own mind. Even if it's a couple-hour escape, we love you guys. I'm still watching. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. Your garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Cherry, on Wednesday. Listen. Whoop, whoop.